the Aural Malpractice podcast contains material not suitable for most audiences. Listener discretion is advised. If you are a child or easily offended, turn it the fuck off now because we don't have time for your bullshit. Trying all the COVID vaccines and variants so you don't have to. It's the Oral Malpractice Podcast. Hello, everybody. So we've been somewhere. I'm Dr. Chris, and I am joined by my fellow Oral Malpractitioners. Dr. Josh. And Dr. Tom's clone. Okay. I mean, Dr. Tom. Um, Dr. Tom, is there something that you want to tell us or tell the audience? I mean, that's, are you a clone? No. No? Oh, no. Uh, okay. All right. Well, in that case, already off to a great start. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. When last we joined you, it was the wonderful year of 2014. And at that time there was an Ebola breakout. So I know for me, the, the Ebola pandemic took place and I finally just uh, gotten out of the clean room inside my underground bunker. And I came back to another pandemic and said, well, the hell with it. I'm not going to I'm not going to go back into my bunker. So uh, that's where I was. Uh, Dr. Josh, where were you? I was abducted by aliens and probed for six years straight. Sounds painful. Ooh. I mean, unless you're into that type of thing. I don't like to talk about it. You want to talk about it? Just leave it, Tom. Okay. God damn it. Um, Some things you can't leave. (laughs) I mean, you left after you were done being anally probed. I didn't say anally. Oh. You assumed it oh. because you're a homophobe. Yes. <laughs> wow. I learned a lot about myself in the past 45 seconds. That's a great transition. Oh, Dr. Tom, say. what have you been up to for, since since the wonderful year of 2014? Oh, Dr. Tom? Oh, he's dead. Doc, Dr. Tom's dead. Okay. Yeah, Dr. Tom died. So he apparently he died of ennui, which um, as all of the other physicians know in this room uh not saying you're all physicians but i definitely know you're all doctors so i mean who really cares at that point but uh ennui is essentially it's it's a feeling of profound boredom and listlessness it comes just with a lack of zest for life it's because you just got it all figured out and you think to yourself is that all there is and that's what dr tom ran into because he was so much better than everybody else around him and he just really had life figured out so he just died yeah, I guess I guess the Zen Buddhists used to do that too back in the day. But anyway, so uh, once Tom, uh, Doctor Tom, once he died, uh, he essentially hit the dead man switch <laughs> for his secret lab where he was research human cloning and um, life extension beyond the death of the brain. So uh, I was his ace clone, and uh, I was the one that went to uh, all of his parole board trials, and I'm the one that had to wear the tracking bracelet. So for all intents and purposes, after 2014, I was Dr. Tom. Well, he just kind of continued to do his research till he got bored of it and just died of boredom. Um, but the thing is now is he's dead. I can continue his research, and nobody's looking for me because Dr. Tom's dead. We had a body, got a huge insurance payout. It's kind of comfortable. So uh, yeah, I'm Dr. Tom. Okay. I have no questions whatsoever. Sucking cyborg. I am not a cyborg. I am 100% organic. I came from a flesh vat. What? A flesh vat? I do suck blood sometimes. 
Well, you don't have flesh fats in your basement? Only a flesh light, but that's a totally different... Yeah, different purpose. ...scenario. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, I mean... And that's just there because mm. the aliens left it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the aliens left it. Were they I'm probing sure. that too? That's what it's I, made that's for. That's how I got them to stop it on me. Like, guys, there's technology for this. <laughs> they just didn't know. Yeah. I mean, hey. That, Maybe that that's works the so... problem with aliens is they just yeah. don't have fleshlights. They're they ga- don't know how silicone but, works. But that's really what it comes down they're, to. They're going to stop for vis- silicone uh, sex toys. They're going to stop visiting us now, though. Like, mm, all they'll, come the, they'll come back for more sex toys. All the UAP. That were- was going to happen anyways. Yeah. Because they told me I ruined them for all other humans. Wow. <laughs> That's a high bar to... I was that good. <laughs> You're a great probing victim. So, being that... I am a great probing victim. <laughs> Do you... I bet you don't even have a butthole. I have a butthole and I haven't even glued it shut yet. So it makes me a little better than some humans I know. Wait, I'm sorry. Can you say that again? I was talking over you. No. Oh, that doesn't matter anymore because we're recording audio separately. So I can get yeah, a clean true. take of that for a super cut later on. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I was led into a trap. Now that it's we're... It's a trap! <laughs> this whole podcast is a trap, Tom. You're about to find out. Are, are we talking like a hentai oh, really? type of trap? Or are we talking like... No, Chris. Will you stop... No. Bringing every conversation back to tentacle porn. Look, you you got probed by aliens. What's the fundamental difference between aliens and tentacles? Some aliens have tentacles, well, okay? Tentacles? I'll tell you the difference. One phallic device, not eight. Well, you see, there is a difference. Yeah, but you're making a presumption that all tentacled Wait. beasts have eight tentacles. I, I think that you are now being extremely... Or eight phallic devices. Yeah, like you're being extremely judgmental towards tentacled beasts here, uh, yeah. Dr. Josh. I'm, I'm being... I know, I know. I'm being terribly octo, <laughs> Terribly <laughs> octonormative. <laughs> but... The word of the day it could is be, it could be. A, it could, I, it, I suppose it could have been an octopus. Yeah, that, or, uh, okay. uh, what is it? The squids have six, right? Do they? I, maybe they have six, and then they have the two longer you would ones. Know. Look, just because I'm an expert on tentacle <laughs> porn doesn't mean that I'm an expert on creatures in real life that have tentacles. Okay, completely different things. Well, right. you know what, Chris? Sometimes you have to sit back and think to yourself: you're the one with the PhD. You can tell people you're an expert in things and just spew bullshit all day this long. This is true. And they'll just nod and say, "Oh, that's what the experts said." That's true. You are the expert. You're the expert in this situation. Don't let it hold you back that you don't know anything about something. Just spout your opinion and call it gospel. Fine. So in that case, uh, octopuses eight and squid have six arms with two exceptionally long additional ones that add up to eight. The the longer ones are really the ones that get (laughs) you in the beginning. So there you go. (laughs) Do they get you in the end too? Tentacles possibly on a squid. I, I already answered that question, if sir. You Google, you're cheating. Google I'm doesn't have a PhD. <laughs> anyway, so being that we've been gone for some time, um, Dr. Squids J- are cephalopods in this okay. super order Decadiformis with elongated bodies, large eyes, eight arms, and two tentacles. Okay, so they only have two tentacles, tentacles, so you're wrong. 
We were both wrong. Look, they have ten. They so have, if they have ten dangly things, they have eight arms and two eight tentacles. Arms, two, so so they have ten ten things hanging off so, of them. So are you trying to say if in an anime there's a tentacle monster, they're more likely to be using arms, and hence their fists? I mean, possibly. It, it, it depends on the context. I mean, okay, good. Glad we got that sorted out. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends you on know, the context. You know what? This actually makes me kind of happy because if you think about it, that means that there's all sorts of territory you can explore with sci-fi movies with squids because they can hold guns because they have arms. Oh, and I feel like the guns. Sci-Fi Channel is really missing something here. And maybe the History Channel. I was about to say that. Probably. There's well, because history's made every day. They haven't documented. So you could basically... Yeah, sorry. Uh, I don't mean to talk over you guys, but history's made every day. Yeah. So there's no... It can be anything. There's no proof that there wasn't a giant squid uprising where they all had, you know, either handguns or machine guns. I mean, there's just no evidence that that didn't happen. Therefore, it, it potentially happened. Exactly. Yeah. That, it probably did happen. It probably did. Well, if you can't prove it didn't happen, then it probably did. Yeah. That's yep. pure because, history Because, I mean, how logic. much do we know? Think about Nothing. all the things we don't. Yeah. Everything we don't know is 100% of all the stuff that we don't know. So how can you guess? You just got to assume it's true until you can prove otherwise. Well, that's that's the words of wisdom. Everything we don't know is actually something that we do know. Mm, don't and, and know about that one. Also, we keep, just don't know that we know it. Exactly. We we've forgotten that we know that we don't know. When will then be now? Wait, we forgot that Soon. we didn't know. Yeah, I, I mean, this got deep. We're 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 thinking about thinking. Yeah, this. this is, okay, so speaking to move away. You know, speaking of thinking, this is, thinking of thinking evolves your thinking. Okay, so speaking way too much from a heavy metal band. All right. Speaking of thinking, um, while. Dr. Tom's clone, a.k.a. Dr. Tom, and myself were indisposed. Um, Dr. Josh had some time after being probed and took into careful consideration the tone and direction of um, this little show that we're doing here and came up with some new opening uh, song ideas uh, for us. Uh, I believe opening songs, correct? Is that the correct term? Uh, Opening bumpers? Yeah, like a, a theme song for the show, bumpers. You know, just some stuff for you guys to consider. You know, I... I wanted to put something together that was a little bit more, you know, fresh, you know, something that was going to be hip, the kids would like, you know, something that really got to the heart of what this show is about. So I created like four different ideas uh, that I, I think uh, we can talk about and maybe uh, use them or don't use them, whatever you guys want. But I just wanted to throw this out there and just see what you think. Okay. So um, we have not listened to these in advance. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and queue up cut number one. Welcome to the All About Practice podcast. We're going to have some jerk sauce. We're going to make fat jokes. And definitely nobody is going to bring up Hitler. All About Practice. (laughs) Okay. Thoughts. I'm crying right now. That's my thought. I'm sorry. I'm crying right now. I face the microphone again. Um, I mean, 
Does, does anybody get a cultural appropriation feel there? That was a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. And I thought it was going to be pretty funny. <laughs> well done, Dr. Josh. God damn it. Well, you know, I wanted to set, create something that had like an, a lighthearted, uh, you know, Islander kind of feel, you know. Now, just... I kind of, you know, we're 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 so like in our own heads all the time and thinking about thinking, and I just wanted to, you know, get us more in the moment, you know. You wanted to think about jerk sauce, yeah, I understand. I love your try your your uh, your desire to try to explain this rationally, <laughs> um, and that also brings up a certain sense of fear of what is to come because if this was the first yeah. one that you came up with, usually the last one. <laughs> is the one that we have to worry about. So let's go to cut number two and see what this holds in store for us. Golf clubs and personal lubricant. You put the hose right where the right where the right where the right where the hole is. Where the hole is. Look out for protoplasm, am I right? Plasm. Ghostbusters. What could possibly go wrong? Jared from Subway. Killing a house full of kids and then setting the house on fire. What do you do with the vacuum cleaner full of bees? You're probably gonna lose the fight and lose the prostitute. I'm the idiot. You are a doctor. <laughs> that was actually really good. I'm not gonna lie, that was impressive. A bit long, but impressive. Thank you. I thought they were all impressive, but I appreciate the feedback. I. <laughs> That was. <laughs> you're you're welcome. <laughs> I don't know how to thank you. Yeah, that's that was that pretty much encompassed the entirety of what we did <laughs> with the original, you know, several episodes. I I am I'm impressed that that was very well done. I don't want to know how much time it took you to put that together, but <laughs> more than I'd like to admit. Wow, I I liked it. I. I did like it. It, it I, I, I'm speechless at this point. All right. Um, on to number three. I think you're really going to love this one. I'm worried. All right. Here we go. Oh, I'm the doctor. Doctor. The definite article, you might say. When did you first take your oral exams? There's a blowjob reference almost every 10 seconds. Forget about the aim. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. Are you a good doctor? Do you like oral? I'm a doctor. That was really good, too. I have a question. <laughs> yeah. Does this remind you of that song by White Zombie? Where, like, it just starts out and it's just a bunch of awkward sex noises? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't so know if I've ever heard by, that song. There's a song but... by White Zombie where it starts out and there's a bunch of awkward sex noises. And it has absolutely nothing to do with this. But I do think it's really funny. And it made me think about this song by White Zombie that starts out with a bunch of Weird sex noises. I'm glad I made you think of White Zombie. That's that's good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I thought I really wanted to get something that, that was like really got to the heart of our podcast. Yeah. And the name of the podcast <laughs> more specifically. Yeah. It was amazing. Uh, that it, Maybe missed uh, the point a little bit, but 
It, we got real close. We we definitely got aural with that one. Mm, I don't think there was ever really a point to begin with, so it can always be worked in yeah. later. You yeah. Know? And I really yeah. wanted to drive home the fact that we're doctors. Yes. Because it's important to the show and the show's premise. Yeah, absolutely. It's vitally important that we don't forget the oral element to the show. Oral Amen. doctors. Forget yeah. about the anal. Yeah. That's from a great that movie. That can actually be a really good uh, catchphrase for it. Yeah. Wait. Oral malpractice. <laughs> forget, forget about, about the anal. anal. Yeah. Yeah, that works. All right. So uh, I think we're going to have right. a hard time so. voting on these. But uh, we do have one more. Well, let's listen to number four. Because uh, honestly, I it's think it's hard to beat that one. It's going to be hard to beat it. Hard to beat it. Mm. That's that's why it's oral. <laughs> just just okay. Just too hard. Too hard to beat. All right. No, wait. Yeah. What am I saying? Okay, let's let's just. It, it's uh, number four is definitely going to be hard to beat too. Okay. Well then, let's <laughs> give it up. So go ahead. <laughs> yep, we're gonna hit it. There's been, you know, the on again, off again uh, to talk of where we should draw the line when it right. comes to what's entertainment's just flat out wrong. Hitler. Hitler. Adolf Hitler. This is the Hitler podcast. Hitler. Speaking of Hitler. He's really just living in Argentina and playing little tricks on everybody all the time. He maybe has some sort of spiritualist blog covering, you know, his view and outlook on the universe and love and all this the other is things. A man could have a pretty fantastic cult following. Oh yeah, absolutely. All he has to do is ask for it. I will follow you to the ends of the earth. A lot of our conversations tend to revolve around farting and Nazis. Why don't we start with Hitophilia and Hitler? If we used Aryan technology and selectively bred our baseball players, they would all be super strong. Sounds feasible to me. Was Hitler driven to madness by his irritable bowel syndrome? Josh, you're just not as committed as Chris is. Exactly. And romantic Hitler teacups with swastika to match. The Nazis were right. You heard nothing. <laughs> we have a winner. Yeah? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Welcome to the Hitler podcast. I don't think that we can use the first, it's decision time, because I don't think we can use the first theme song and the last one. Yes, that's unfortunate, unless we the, just kind of mix the first them up one and just kind of... Explicitly oh, promises dying. no more Hitler. <laughs> don't, don't, <laughs> don't mind me. Uh, I'm just choking on my own um, saliva or something. Oh, wow, that was that's amazing. The of Hitler mocking you. Yeah, I mean, we... we um, I will say for pure comedic value, number four, hands down, is the funniest. We definitely <laughs> cannot use that as a show opener every episode. I wasn't even sure if you were going to want it in the final show. <laughs> no, I, I'm fine with that. That, that I thought hilarious. it was incredible. That was amazing. Like, if anybody can just get their head out of their own political ass, they can at least respect the quality of that mix. Yeah, that was... <laughs> and if they can't, then I don't think they should be listening to this. So... I don't think anybody should be listening to this, but no. honestly, I thought that was awesome. It was a little fascist heavy, but I, I was proud of it. I mean, every now I hate again. Hitler, but I love that thing you made about Hitler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, every, every, every you one of us... You think you just hate Hitler because you're supposed to? <laughs> Oh, there's going to be another super cut now, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So I, I, I think the point is, if you, the, the few people that may actually be listening to this, haven't figured out what this show is about from those four clips, then you probably should turn this the fuck off right now because it's not going to get any better. I'm pretty right. sure they would have turned it off after the Jamaican cultural appropriation. Yeah. Oh, um, well, it wouldn't be called cultural appropriation if it wasn't appropriate to do. I'm just saying that. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Yeah. They just need sure, to get a freaking dictionary. I'm not sure that'll get through to them. To stop but, being Mexicans. Know. Not that I have anything against Mexicans. The silence is deafening. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know what to say. I, well, I, I'm Dr. Tom, and this has been the Oral Malpractice Podcast. I hope everybody has a great night. <laughs> I'm going to go hide from Mexicans. Oh, uh, say what you about want Mexicans. about the tenets of national socialism, but uh, yeah, Mexicans. Okay. <laughs> That's so, not how the line... Well, so, okay, it is now. So I think, <laughs> per Dr. Josh, number one and number four are hilarious, but... Not something that we'll probably open each show with. So um, we have a tough decision to make between. It, it's no, it's not a tough decision. We're keeping the original one. I, oh. I just wanted to make you guys uncomfortable. Oh, I thought we were. I thought we were actually going to decide on the these. whole point of this was just an excuse for me to play all this stupid shit for you. Oh, it's amazing, though. Yeah, I mean, the whole podcast is a trap. Well, that's well, what evidently. I keep saying. Yep. So it's a trap. <laughs> and Ev- evidently. Speaking speaking of but traps. Honestly, um, go uh, ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. I I was gonna say, speaking of traps, uh, do you know what is a great, you know, container to build a trap out of? What are you trying to trap? Bamboo. Well, anything, really. I mean I, I, I personally think This is not Vietnam, Tom. Are there rules? I mean, yes. I don't think one of the rules is you can't build a trap out of bamboo. I, I, I think that while bamboo may work, the, the problem with bamboo is bamboo does break down over time and the weather does affect it. If you want to build an effective trap, you have to have something that's going to securely and safely trap whatever it is that you're trying to catch in a way that's going to make it airtight and safe for storage in the future. And there's only so, one so type. Hold on. you, no, hold, oh, whoa, 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 Are you talking about a trap or a container? Because are you, are you trying? Yeah, to when us? I think of bamboo trap, I'm thinking about like somebody hits a tripwire and spikes, like bamboo spikes, go through their stomach, and their contents of their innards fall out, and blood comes foaming out of their mouth, and they fall to the ground <laughs> and they ah, die. Okay, Josh, I think I'm I not talking about an airtight container that you stick a small animal in to suffocate them, but humanely but okay so kong weren't that small so but if you wanted something like that then i think we may have a solution absolutely so what you're saying is if the Viet Cong had built their traps out of perhaps maybe pyrex they would have lasted longer it certainly is a durable uh brand of containers absolutely do you think it would make a good punji stick Uh, those those shards are quite quite sharp if they break yeah I mean, and, I don't know what a punji well, stick is, but I assume it's some sort of spike device. The, the point it's is close enough. 
the, the point really is, is that when it comes to storing things that have either been trapped previously or making your own makeshift trap, both from broken glass and whole Pyrex containers, Pyrex containers really are the best possible solution for you to either store your previously trapped goods or to trap new ones in a unique and interesting way. And not only that, but the storage capabilities and the longevity of Pyrex simply, you know, just outlasts all the competition, including bamboo. So if you're looking for something to build a good trap out of, and you're looking for something to store things from other traps, then Pyrex is a solution for you. That's what I'm saying. It, like, well, uh, let me just expand upon this. Let's say you got a neighbor's cat's really bothering you a lot, and this cat's you know pissing all over your stuff. It's pooping on the lawn, all that stuff. That you wanna you wanna get a trap that they can't scratch through. Nobody's gonna be able to hear them yowling at night, and you're gonna dispatch that cat as humanely as you possibly can. So what you do is you hide behind a bush and you place a very large Pyrex container on one of the one of the really big casserole ones that has a cover on it. Yep. And you wait for the cat to step in there. You put some cat food in it, something like that. You know, maybe some of those little uh, kitty kibble dealios for, for, for kitty cats. And you wait until it's eating like the stupid badasses that they are. And then you jump on it with the top of the container, you slam it down on them, you crush the cat inside of it, and then once you make that airtight seal that can't scratch its way out, and 10 to 20 minutes, it's suffocated, it has, has, has left this mortal coil, no more cat. Yeah. This is, I think, the next territory for Pyrex. They, they have asked us to come up with some new ideas, some fresh ideas. We had the blood storage. We had the fecal matter and urine storage. Now we're, we're suffocating, suffocating cats. cats. Yeah. You know what, Josh? Actually, one of the things, uh, uh, one of the things I really like about this is everything you described. Uh, first of all, you were very, very precise, and I congratulate you for that. Um, but everything you described, it sounds like a lot of work. But you know what? With a Pyrex storage container, lid off, cat in, lid on, wait. Yeah. While you're waiting, you can do all kinds of things. You can try to trap more cats. But honestly, that wait time is free time for you while the Pyrex does its work. So honestly, it may sound like a lot of work, but trust me, it's easy. Well, you know, everybody's talking about getting out to nature. They're watching all these survival shows, Absolutely. all this stuff. And one of the things they talk about on those survival shows is, you know, if if you're going to eat animal meat, you should know where it's coming from. Definitely. So... You know, if you're trapping your own meat uh, for your, your if you're trapping for fur, if you're trapping the neighbor's cat to eat it, maybe or just to get rid of it, then this is a great solution. And to your point, Tom, that time that you're sitting there uh, either stalking the neighbor's cat or just standing very, very still, hoping that it doesn't notice you as it comes around the corner of the house, that's time for you to think for you to reflect on your life, for you to get back to nature and really begin to understand again the the heart of the human condition just before you stuff a cat in a Pyrex container and suffocate it to death. Well, going back, cycling back to everything you said, it's actually a great opportunity to get even closer to nature because 
nature is really fucking cruel. So if there's one thing you can do while that cat suffocates, is you can sit there and watch it die. You know why? Because the container is crystal clear and you can see right through it. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, talking about nature being cruel, I mean, we are creatures of nature. Yeah, probably. So if I'm getting back to nature when I'm doing this, you know, I get that cat in the container and then I'm trash talking it because I'm I'm cruel like an ape the apex predator i am so that cat's asphyxiating and i'm i'm just standing with my face next to the container going fuck you cat fuck you you stupid little shit and it can't really hear me that well through the pyrex but it's really mean well well, and that's the whole point it's a little the whole thing is for me not for the cat but you know i feel like i'm closer to nature and i'm a better person as a result yeah well i think I think you are a better person as a result because though it may seem cruel and horrific on the outside, on the inside, the more you terrify and torture that cat that's suffocating, the faster it's going to respirate and the faster it's going to run out of oxygen. So obviously you're giving it a faster death, a more terrifying death, probably, but at least it's fast. Man, everything. Well, as be the songwriter said, you've got to be cruel to be kind. Man, Pyrex is really going to get their. Holy crap! They're really getting the. <laughs> Pyrex is really getting their uh, money out of this ad read today. But um, also, the, I think, Dr. Josh, you you forgot one thing in this entire mention of how much of a douchebag this cat was. No, the cat was fine. You forgot to mention the critical, the critical issue of cats in heat and how annoying they are. Have your pets spayed or neutered. Well, you know, mm. we don't even need to get into all that. It's, it's a good point. It's good. Mm. But really, mm-hmm. you know, I, this is for... All kinds of animals. absolutely raccoons, chipmunks, squirrels, beavers, orange cats, uh, brown gerbils, cats, gray cats, all black cats, all the, ca- all the cats, small White dogs, cats. Um, small cats, you know, uh, chihuahuas, big cats, they are a perfect fit. A absolutely. tiger wouldn't fit. There's so many uses for these containers uh, when it comes to asphyxiating animals. They're very versatile. There's a lot of territory here. And I feel like for Pyrex, we're not just giving them an ad read here. We're really doing market research. We're on the front lines and we are bringing the ideas to the people for all of these, um, I guess you could call them off-label uses for Pyrex. If you buy their product, then then they're definitely going to pay us no matter what. And you're going to pay them by buying the product. Yep, exactly. And going from our... By Pyrex. By Pyrex, indeed. For this specific reason. Going from our commercial goods um, advertising now to uh, straight into some pharmaceutical advertising. So um, we are branching out as a podcast and trying to connect with new and exciting sponsors. We got several other discussions in the work right now, several different negotiations with several local businesses and uh, all sorts of other things. But... um, you know, we can't ignore the pharmaceutical market, especially given, you know, all the wonderful uh, things that they they do for American society. So uh, that being said, oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we do have a pharmaceutical ad here that I think will really make a difference in in your life. Sagging underarm skin. It doesn't affect everybody, but it affects you. It's embarrassing and it encourages the harsh judgment of your peers. Do your arms keep you from reaching your goals? Skinzacore may be your chance at a new life. 
Skinzagore users sometimes report a dramatic reduction in underarm skin sag by as much as 10%. Skinzagore is not for everyone. Consult with your doctor and see if Skinzagore is right for you. Side effects include dry mouth, death, dying, super death, low blood pressure, existential quandaries, suicidal thoughts, homicidal thoughts, acting out on homicidal thoughts, 25 years in prison up to and including a lifetime of incarceration and rashes. Chance of receiving the death penalty for homicide varies between states, provinces, and nations. Consult with your legal officials for laws regarding mass murder and not quite so mass murder in your region. Check with your doctor to see if you're at risk for death or murdering. 10% of all users will feel effects right away, be they positive or negative. 30% will feel effects after three or more years of regular use. The remaining 60% should definitely feel something at some point. Taking Skinzacore over a long period of time increases the chance of experiencing negative side effects from 97% to 98%. When taking Skinzacore, it's your personal responsibility to ensure friends and loved ones remain at a safe distance. Please don't murder your doctor. It may be in your best interest to have a lawyer on retainer before taking Skinzacore. Consult your doctor if you need a recommendation. Skinzacore, because everyone deserves to have a chance at firm, attractive arm skin. We want to thank Skins Accord for their uh, sponsorship of the show. I, patronage. Patronage. I, I, I do. I, yes. I appreciate that they were willing to sponsor a show such as ours, but um, uh, I got to be a little candid when it comes to the drug itself. Um, I hate sagging Seems too good to be skin. true. Maybe. Maybe. And that's how I feel. You know, I hate uh, I hate sagging underarm skin as much as anybody else, but I don't know if it's worth a lifetime of rashes. Yeah. Yeah. Although I, I will say I particularly... I mean, that's the biggest part. I is hate the rashes. being itchy. <laughs> I particularly... You know how sometimes you scratch how, a how rash much? enough that, that it hurts? Does it cause you to spiral into a homicidal rage? Maybe. Well... And maybe it's the rashes. That's yeah, the thing. The, the, yeah. I mean that that would definitely make me yeah. spiral into a homicidal rage at some point if I'm covered with a rash and I, there's every nothing time I, I get do. a rash. Wow. Every time, whenever I get, a- I get a rash, I really genuinely wish that I was uh, super dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, although my wish you were my, super dead. <laughs> my personal yeah, well, favorite. It, it, it super- could. It super could super dead. kill you. That's the thing. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I'm not what sure. What if it doesn't? I, it, You'll still have makes, the rashes. Rashes make me want to super kill myself. Yeah. They'll do that. Um, Take a super dirt nap. My favorite line <laughs> in that ad sounds though, super. Uh, is <laughs> are your arms keeping your future out of reach? <laughs> I thought that was a great. <laughs> one. That, is that a was a good one. line. <laughs> All right. Are your arms keeping you from reaching your goals? From reaching your goals, yes. That yeah. that was great. I um, I don't know who did that, but it's it's excellent. Genius writing. Um, really is. But man, it's I a, just it's a great ad. I just can't. I no. I just can't do it with the rashes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I understand completely. I'm going to keep my sagging underarm skin for now, and I'll just give it some thought later. Yeah, absolutely. But I think right now I just I just hate rashes. And I think right now... I'm, I'm going to tell everyone that I know that has saggy underarm skin about it. Hmm. Do you know a lot of people with saggy underarm skin? They won't appreciate the feedback, but Uh. I'll let them know. (laughs) Hey, you. I noticed you had saggy underarm skin. Yeah, you're trying to hide it. You're doing a terrible job. Anyway, check out this drug. You should do more drugs. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be solid for a Actually, you know what? That is a great idea. And if any potential advertisers are listening, if you have a cream or any sort of product that tightens up people's skin, what you got to do is take it to the street and just find people with those problems and confront them oh. on camera and just be like, hey, you have bags under your eyes. <laughs> Do you want to try something to get rid of it? Yeah, I think the ambush <laughs> approach idea. works. And, and on, on top of that, on top of that, I would also like to offer to any other prescription drug companies that are trying to sell a drug, um, let us know. Um, you can play your commercials on our podcast anytime you want. We will happily try to help you sell your drugs for you. We don't want to call ourselves drug dealers per se, but drug peddlers is more appropriate. Yeah, and if you want to do that, ma'am, does it bother you that you look like a ghoul? There we go. <laughs> but if you, in all seriousness, if you have an ad that you want us to play, either for one of our companies or if you have your own, feedback at oralmalpractice.com is a good place to send your ads, and we'll definitely evaluate them and see if they're a good fit for you know our business here. Speaking of... Are you trying to sell anti-ghoul cream? Let me just say this. If you're a real advertiser, we will read anything. If you give us money, <laughs> I will do anything you want. <laughs> anything <laughs> I, I was talking more like except that one thing anybody that wants anything it, except that do one thing or anybody cash, <laughs> but it won't do that <laughs> all right um that it's really ironic that you point to meatloaf where that came from originally because that was marked as being one of the most expensive musical uh musicals oh okay weird words fine one of the most expensive music videos of all time to actually produce because of how that. long they had to rent that castle. Oh, wow. Yeah, renting a castle is not cheap. I'm sure it isn't. Even if you're doing it for meatloaf. And that's why we need sponsors. Like for a musical song video? You know, We have no musical sp- We'll take. We will play anyone's music. As long as it's podcast safe. We need sponsors, though. So I'll that- do anything for cash, yeah. including that. I will do anything for cash. Except for that, but that's okay because Josh will do it. There you go. Yep. Just send him my way. Oof. I can jack ambidextrously. He'll even swallow the gravy. <laughs> At an underpass near you. Okay. So speaking of side effects and other such things, uh, whenever we're dealing with side effects, we often have to pick b- between whether the positive effect of the drug or the side effect, which of the two is actually you know better. But in some cases in life, you really don't have one that's better. You really have to pick which one is worse. And now it's time for which is worse. That was epic. Awesome. I, I We're keeping awesome. that one. That one's a keeper. Well done, Dr. Josh. Oh, uh, yep. Yep. So... Um, Nicely done. Your mixes are on point. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So for those of you that were with us since the 
original days, um, Dr. Tom came up with an amazing segment called What is Worse or Which is Worse, uh, in which he, he would give me, because Dr. Josh was in the bathroom at the time, um, two different scenarios and asked to me to work out the, the morality of which is worse and why. And so we thought we'd give that another run now that Dr. Josh is out of the bathroom. Uh, and back from being anally and otherwise probed. So um, it was just probed, okay? Yeah, just probed. I made that mistake once. And can we just leave it at that? Okay, fine. God damn it. Okay. So, uh, Doctor Tom, y- you have some scenarios to spin for us, I believe. Um, I do have some scenarios I'd like to spin to you, and um, I've got three of them. Probably one of them is going to get cut out, but there is actually a third one. So don't, don't, don't think that I'm just making this up just to try to create suspense or anything like that. So the first one I have is I want to know which one you guys think is worse. You're going to your mail, just going to pick it up. You find a giant box of dildos in your mailbox. Giant box of dildos. It's shaped like a dildo. Big sign on it says giant box of dildos right to your asshole because that's the name of the company. Giant box of dildos right to your asshole.com. It's in your mailbox. You pull it out. You're already feeling dirty. Even though the dildos are in the box, the whole thing just looks like a dildo anyway. So cars are driving down the street. They see you removing your male object. And uh, male object. (laughs) I'm proud of myself. Uh, But anyway, so they see you removing this from the mailbox. And they're just like, yeah, that guy bought a giant box of dildos. Because everybody knows giant box of dildos directly to your door.com. But anyway, you look at the package. You know you didn't order it. You see it's addressed to your neighbor. And the mailman put it in the wrong box. Or you yourself personally order something extremely embarrassing. Let's say you ordered yourself a giant box of dildos from giant box of dildos directly to your door.com. I feel like the website name keeps changing every time I say it, but that seems fine. Um, anyway, so you order it yourself and you're watching that delivery like every single day. You're just excited for your giant box of dildos to come in. So every single day, you're looking at your old dildos and you're just like, ah, stupid dildos. I need new dildos. And your dildos are coming in. Trust me, they always deliver your dildos. So you look at your Amazon.com tracking information and it says, item delivered directly to your doorstep. So you come outside your house, there's no box there. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, okay, well, I know those Amazon guys get a little lazy sometimes. Maybe it's just down in my mailbox. You go to your mailbox, it's empty. You look to your left and you see your neighbor going to his mailbox and pulling out a giant box of dildos with your name on them. Wouldn't it be in an Amazon package? So I want to say... So you wouldn't know. Perhaps an Amazon. It's dildo shaped. That's what you know. So it's very evident that you bought a lot of dildos. Big sign on the side of it that says La-O-Dildos. It's written in six Different languages, a lot of dildos just on the side of that box. It doesn't matter what nationality your neighbor is. He knows that's a lot of dildos, and he knows your name is on the two section of is that Is there mail. a graphic so I ask you on which the is box worse. depicting the dildo and its use? Every okay. single one of them. <laughs> yeah, and there's like at least seven or eight because, you know, you don't buy dildos one at a time. You like to bargain shop those things, so you buy them like seven, so like, eight. Pick, so pick It's pictures. Amazon. You know how it is. Uh, Ladies? Some pictures. Mm, no. Okay, dudes. <laughs> you know, they're kind of androgynous figures. It's kind of like those wooden right, mannequins. Let's talk hair color. <laughs> okay. No hair. Okay. So, so let me so understand the scenario here. 
muscle tone. Yeah, so we're not going to get into any it down details. Into a nutshell. Jesus. All right. But never mind. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, no. I think that's fair. All right. Well, so I want to know which one is worse. So, so finding that in your mail, but it's got your neighbor's address on it, or ordering it yourself, and your neighbor gets it in his mailbox. I mean, the second one's worse. I, it's not even, I, almost, I, I, I almost picked the first one as not being as bad before you told me the second one. I don't care if my neighbors you, see you me know, holding a box of dildos. Fuck them. And then, and then so, I get to well, go well, feel better question. than somebody else when I hand them their embarrassing thing that they bought. Okay. Yeah. Um, the first one would be hilarious. The Schadenfreude of the first one would be would be amusing. Um, I mean, now uh, being in the, in the type of society we are, you know, if you're comfortable with your own sexuality, you're you're really not going to care either way. If, if you're you know man enough to order the dildos, then you know you, you should be okay with people knowing that you order dildos. I'm not saying that they should publish it online and like print a giant dildo billboard saying, look, Dr. Chris, Dr. Tom or Dr. Josh bought a big box of dildos. But what I'm saying is that, you know, it it really comes down to being okay with yourself. That being said, I, I still I agree with Dr. Josh on this one. The second one's definitely the worst of the two and that the the Shoden for the I can't even say the word, but you know what I mean? That that German word. Let's just call it Sigmund Freud. Yeah, the the Sigmund Sigmund Freud of the the first scenario uh, brings a little bit of a sense of joy uh, in getting to point out your your neighbor's embarrassing, um, you know, addiction to dildos. So well, also you get to stand on the street while people are driving by and be like, "Hey, look at this box of dildos." Yeah, this is my neighbor's. Yeah, well, they're gonna not, they're not gonna know they're yours. I mean, you can't just scream to every car that drives by saying it's not mine. I'm, I'm, you know, they they won't. I believe might you just anyway. assume that and my, the other half, their windows are up, and they're just like, look at that guy with the box. I might of just assume so that my neighbor probably doesn't want me to know that they ordered them, and I'll just save them the embarrassment and not give them to them, and then I get to throw them at the passing cars. Or you know, you could go the other route. It looks like a giant dildo, the box does. So, like, you could go the other route and just, like, strategically hold the box, you know, in front of your junk and start making humping motions with your hips as you're moving towards your neighbor's house carrying the box. And that way, every car that's driving by sees you acting like, you know, a complete, you know, completely, uh, you know, immature child. It's perfect. That that I think that that's the best solution. That's a great yeah, that's image. A good image. Well, what I was thinking, Josh, is what if you um, – I came – like obviously I came from a different perspective. I came that you knew your neighbor, respected them and everything, and all of a sudden you have literally their deepest, darkest secret literally on your doorstep. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, shit. What do I do with this? This could go in the trash. This could go in my own dildo collection, and he'd never know. But he'd be wondering because he would be on the exact opposite side of the equation. But what I was thinking afterwards is what if you hate your neighbor? How cool would it be every night around two o'clock in the morning, just take one of the dildos from the package. Like first example, you can get the French tickler. You can take the French tickler. You just leave it on his doorstep unopened. But the thing is, is it's not in its shipping package. So he sees this dildo on his doorstep and he's thinking to himself, holy shit, someone's got my box of dildos. (laughs) The next day at 2 a.m., you take, you know, the butthole Avenger, you know, the next dildo in the list and you put that on his doorstep. And you just keep delivering his dildos one at a time no. without him knowing. Yeah. Is it I wrong mean, assuming I it's a man? Uh, maybe. 
Okay. I mean, it okay. could be a man so anyway, or a woman. Um, Listen, because I was thinking if I still lived across the street from... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That bitch that lived across the street from me <laughs> in that other state, <laughs> I would be I would be taking <laughs> out my potato gun and shooting dildos onto her <laughs> roof. Oh. Well, you know what? You just pretty much created my own conclusion for me. I'm keeping the dildos, and I'm not telling Play anyone. They're going all over the neighborhood. You know what I want to do? You know what I want to do, Tom? What? I'm going to do what Chris does, and I'm going to air hump while I'm bringing the box up to my neighbor's front door. But then, when I hand him the dildos, I'm going to, be, I'm going to say, hey, are you going to use that box? Can I have that box? And then I would stand there. And wait for him <laughs> to take the dildos out of the box so I could take it home with me. Make sure you cross your arms while you're doing it. Try to hurry him along. It would be a great prop. It would be a great prop, but what you could do is leave it in your front window so he sees it every time he passes by your house. Even better. It's just, yeah. a, if just it's, a cool... Is it made out are of... Are you kidding me? A dildo-shaped yeah, box? I mean, That's if it, awesome. Or if it's made out of plastic or metal, there you go. I could turn it into my mailbox. mailbox. Seems fitting for you. And then my postal carrier has to put mail in that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it'd be fun while it lasted. Until it rains, because it might be made of cardboard. Nobody wants to put their mail in a soggy dildo box. That's why I said if it's made of plastic or... The Postal Service needs to approve mailboxes, so if it's just cardboard, yeah. soggy dildo box just doesn't work as a mailbox. I mean, that would be, that's like <laughs> one step above having a vagina mailbox. mailbox? Like, you're, like, like you're, the Amazon guy or your mail carrier has to has to like cool. has to open the mailbox and shove their fist open into it, up, it in order to like deliver sound. packages and stuff. I think what would be cool is you just add a little bit of um, you know. Um, I guess, uh, celebration to the whole occasion. Just make it make a farting sound every time they open it. (laughs) You're going to at least eventually get that one really immature male person who's just going to get excited and just opening and closing. I would would just have a container full of Ziploc bags attached to the mailbox post. (laughs) my mail wouldn't get wet. Okay. Now that we, I think we've, (laughs) no, we we could get worse. (laughs) Are you going to explain to your mail route why there's a container full of Ziploc bags next to your mailbox? Or are they just going to shrug their shoulders and just shove it into your dirty dildo box? I thought we were talking about the vagina box. Oh, (laughs) that's what I'm... It would be funny if you had a bunch of female yeah, condoms well there. Well, that's why I got, got the Ziplocs. Because, I mean, it's already the right shape. You just kind of push them in there. But you got to put them in a Ziploc. That's true. And they're going to know what it is. And it's got the green and yellow make blue. <laughs> blue and yellow make green seal. I miss that. And out. every once in a while, I'd go outside <laughs> on a weekend when everybody's around and <laughs> rub some modest you know i thought you were i honestly thought you were going to go in a different di- <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were going to go in a That's different disgusting. direction i thought you were going to say that like once a month you were going to go out and put some ketchup on the outside of it oh <laughs> <You're> welcome <laughs> how did you turn that up a level how <laughs> oh man for, 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 for seven days every month. You're welcome. It's just, it's 
mad on the outside. Uh, I promise we're not misogynists. It's just a funny but joke. But inside, okay. you don't want to put man um, on there. <laughs> maybe. Uh, if I say we're not misogynists, yeah, we're probably, we're probably misogynists. misogynists. Uh, what's the next question? Well, if we say we're not, um, we're not because... <laughs> the U.S. Postal Service would have to deal with that. They'd have to send out notices. We will not put mail in giant, <laughs> giant mailboxes. Period. So, so here's the problem. And here's where you're... Uh, oh, ooh. Uh, you did that thing, didn't you? Mm. but here's the problem here's where you're um i think the whole idea would fall apart um and it's not that chris is currently dying what i was thinking was um the postal service itself approves mailboxes that they're willing to put mail into so the thing is is if it hasn't been officially approved by the u.s postal service they're just gonna i don't know leave it on your doorstep keep your gross bloody vagina mailbox away from their hands so so what you're saying is then then that the U.S. Postal Service, you know, has a greater affinity to fisting butt-shaped uh, mailboxes than you know delivering mail to vagina-shaped ones. I don't know. I I wish What's I. What's the next question? I'm going to get my next doctorate <laughs> in exactly this. I if they refuse, I would march into the post office and I would be like, my mailbox smells amazing. And that it's pH balanced. <laughs> That's where the real sexism would come into play. I, I think we've milked this for all it's worth. At this Nobody point. said shit about the dick mailboxes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I have two more of these, believe it or not. So this one's a little more direct. I want to know, what do you think is worse? Being hospitalized for super gluing your penis shut and then dying. Or super gluing your butthole shut, getting hospitalized, and you also die. Now, keep in mind, you have friends, you have family, you have a reputation that extends a little bit beyond yourself. One of these is disgusting, and the other one is disgusting. So I want to know which one you think is worse. Yeah, because I guess it just depends on if people are going to assume that you are doing something like stupid because you have some sort of medical issue or if you're doing something stupid because you're a pervert both could apply because i mean the super glue thing like if you have bad hemorrhoids and anal leakage and you just can't take it anymore i mean that's a possibility <laughs> it's a bad one but i could see somebody doing that i don't there's only one reason why super glue would get on the other area in my mind Mm. unless well maybe it's some sort of weird like an accident bdsm thing i don't know i'm with you dr josh i mean i i think Ooh, that I you think can that. pass off like super gluing your 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 butt closed uh you know as as a medical like as a last ditch effort to fix a medical issue before going to the doctor um you can't really do that what what if you can't stop pissing yourself that's what depends are for. What if you're just constantly just wetting your pants That's what all depends the time? Are for. Well, depends are for the other side too, aren't they? You wear depends. Well, what are they for? Here's the thing. Have you ever sat in your own shit? It's uncomfortable as fuck. If that's your issue, if that's your if that. <laughs> I mean, sounds like it might make I, your I'm chair softer. Saying, depends on you how sound, much water you, you sound drink. Way too close to the, whatever that experience. <laughs> I'm just was. saying, sitting in your well, you know, ha, <laughs> look. All right, I, I'm going to admit the following. 
when I worked for a certain gambling facility in the state that I currently live in, I was driving home after working third shift. I was tired and I thought I had to fart. So I went to fart and it wasn't a fart. It was a shart. Okay. And I had to sit in my own shit all the way home. I smelt mm. it. It felt gross. And then I had to deal with the cleanup afterwards. I'm sorry, but I would rather use super glue on my butthole to keep it closed than to shit all over myself. Okay. And I know that's going to get pulled out and put into another clip and taken out of context. And I'm fine with it. <laughs> There's a lot of those. Okay. There's oh, a lot of those. Let's, let's think this through, though, because you could die from that, like, legitimately. Because, I mean, think about this. Like, if you really got to go that bad and you're plugging that hole, that shit's going to tear its way out y- y- one you way or another. Same excuse with your penis, though. Like, like you're going to pee eventually. We're talking about which is worse. Closed pins. No, closed pins. Clo- closed <laughs> pins. You don't need super glue <laughs> your, your, for that. Your bladder's still going to blow. Pin. In my case, a very large clothespin or a rubber band, but still tweezers, not super glue for that. I, I'm just saying okay. that we're talking about which is worse. I'm talking about a hypothetical situation, um, you know, that is made more real from the fact that I had an experience once. So I'm saying that I would still rather wear depends and like have to deal with the depends sucking my piss away from myself than having to sit in a pile of my own shit. Therefore. The, the more embarrassing one for me would be super gluing the tip of my penis shut because I can't think of a legitimate reason why I would do that. Fair enough. And okay. I agree with you. So then I agree. There's no you. disagreement. I no no. I'm, I'm just I'm simply saying that considering doing it in real life. Oh, is a bad idea. But if if I was forced to make the choice, then I would prefer to have people find out that I glued my butthole shut. Because at least I could make up a plausible reason for that. Exactly. So uh, I I want you guys to keep in mind what your decisions are now. <laughs> um, because I do have a little bit of something okay. later I'd like to share. So I do have a third one. Feel free to remove this if you think it's a little too topical. What do you think is worse? Dying from the side effect of a COVID vaccination or... Being cured of COVID by taking horse medicine. Okay. This which is worse is not advocating for either one of these situations being truthful or a, a possibility. Yeah, let's we, cut through all the legalese horse shit. I'm taking the horse medicine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, um, I do have one news article that I would like to share just to kind of round out everything of the what's worse situation. And then you can tell me if this really was... What you thought? I have a story from India.com. Um, and this was, uh, it happened last week, actually. And the title of the article is Gujarat Man Seals Private Parts Using Adhesive Instead of Condom During Intercourse and Then Dies. <laughs> so essentially, what this guy did is he wanted to have intercourse with his lady friend. He did not have a condom and he thought the next best way to keep from getting her pregnant was to seal his own penis with super glue. Wow. I mean, so this is a guy who, if he wanted to decide which one was worse, he would rather keep his butthole open for uncontrollable shitting than super gluing his penis shut and dying because he found a reason 
a logical reason, mind you, to super glue his own penis shut and then I'm die. willing to bet if he knew he was going to die from that, that he wouldn't have done it. I mean, I guess there's idiots in true. every culture. Okay. Absolutely. And I do have a quote from the article okay. I'd like to share, which I think is a little funny. So since they did not have any production, they decided to apply the adhesive on his private parts to ensure that he did not get pregnant, that she did not get pregnant. They were carrying the adhesive as they occasionally used with whitener to <laughs> inhale the mixture for kick. Unfortunately, the adhesive damaged Salman's organs and he died due to multiple organ failure. That was the report from the Times of huh. India. Now, I have two questions about this article. First off, this sounds like private health information. I don't know how this gets out to, like, the Times of India. Um, but it was recorded as an accidental death. And I thought it was a little interesting that this is the same glue that the guy was apparently huffing. He was just like, mm, got glue used for penis. All right. Seems okay. At least she won't get pregnant. Well, she probably didn't get pregnant. They don't tell you that in the article. But I'm going to assume that only one of them died and none of them got pregnant. But I think it was a fun time. If they did have a baby, this would be the the greatest superhero origin story ever. <laughs> Just a very, very sticky Indian boy. I, I'm partially <laughs> what would his superpower be he wouldn't be made of glue yeah i think you're right he would just stick to the floor in, and never get in up in all seriousness i i'm surprised that like so the article didn't say that the woman had any ill effects but i can't imagine that there there wouldn't be some sort of no like chemical transfer or something that would have at least caused like irritation. I I don't know, but what I'm saying is that uh, it it <laughs> I love the fact that it's like they normally sniff this stuff, so that already gives you like like you said, there's idiots in every culture. I think that's the really big takeaway here. Indians, you can't just assume they're all engineers. <laughs> oh, um, oh, yeah. No, I'm not making fun of them. I, it, that's a pop that is actually if anything you're praising them for getting a very good well-paying yeah, as position. far as stereotypes go being smart is a good stereotype yeah. to have but you also can't just assume that all of a single group of people are right smart are engineers because yeah, exactly. some of them occasionally huff glue and super glue their dicks shut yeah Absolutely. And die of it. Mm. <laughs> well, I don't know how many people die of it. I'm actually still trying to figure out exactly what caused him to die. Um, multiple organ failure is what they say, but it sounds like his bladder probably backed up into his kidneys. And, um, you know, after that, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how many people survive that. It all depends on the application of said super glue. I'm pretty sure the way that if it's talk if we're talking multiple organ failures, I don't think this guy just took a little bit of super glue and put it on the tip. I'm I'm willing to bet he took that tip like that that pointed nozzle, Ooh. shoved it in and actually squeezed the glue inside because oh <laughs> that's the only no to me no. that's the only way you could create a blockage no. so bad that if you're using paint thinner or nail 
polish remover or something else that would get a small amount of super glue off of pretty much anything but if if he jammed the tube of super glue into the penis and squeezed there's no way that you could get the solvent in to dissolve that junk that is you're gonna have a solid block of glue inside there and you're it is immediately well not immediately but over time it's gonna block up everything and probably start to have a toxic impact on the the penis itself that's my law is it, it all depends on the application as well the one thing I want to bring up is it's very evident in this situation, just to round it out, is for the sake of science, uh, we got to get to the bottom of this. One of us has to put super glue on our penis and see how it applies, how it affects our kidneys, and how we can remove it just in case some random guy who wants to super glue his dick shut. Well, just to keep I vote for you, Dr. Pregnant, Tom, because no, I vote for Dr. Tom, because here's the thing. Dr. Tom is already a clone and has, you know, professed to there Uh-oh. being potentially other clones. He was the first clone of the original Dr. Tom. Therefore, Dr. Um, Tom is actually dispensable. I don't have any clones of me, so I sure as hell am not putting any super glue on my penis. I wasn't suggesting that you do. I'm just saying, look, okay, two options here. We have Dr. Tom create a clone, a yet another clone of himself. And then super glue that works. dick shot. Or what we do is we have you try this out on a squid because you would have eight arms and two <laughs> tentacles to try it on. I mean, at least, I mean, that that could work. I don't mm. know that the squid's reproductive system works that way, but, I, you know, I, I'd be willing to experiment. I think one of us needs to find out how a squid's reproductive system works. Can you imagine if they jizzed out of all of them? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like they just have penises. a hole and the sperm kind of just goes into the ocean and fertilizes the, I, I don't know. Really? <laughs> you just jack off all day long and just hope it reaches its right target? Well, I mean, they're, they're, being, any they're being in close proximity to a female squid. I mean. <laughs> These aren't hippies, Chris. I want to be a squid These now. Are squid. Just going through the o- ocean like, it Sounds uh, easy. Uh, 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 uh. It's be a whole life of nothing but bliss. Well. That sounds like a title. <laughs> Squid Jizz Ocean. There, that's your title. Or just jack off and cross your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> There's another superhero. <laughs> Wait, what? A man with a man with squid <laughs> fingers that shoots that shoots semen out of the tip. Just jacking off? That's hentai. <laughs> 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 I, I I would love the fact that he would never really defeat any supervillains, but they would probably just run away being grossed out. They're just like, oh no, it's that squid guy again. He's just gonna jack off on us. Well, I think I think we're developing like a whole new superhero team because that that guy could definitely team up with the the sticky Indian kid. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> the glue yeah. kid, yeah. Glue Indian kid. Blue Baby and Squid Jack Off Man. <laughs> I don't even know yet. What would you even call him? I don't know. I think we might have to come up with a name and sometime in the future though. Squiz Fingers. Ooh, Squiz Fingers is actually yeah, pretty good. Squiz Fingers. From the makers of Justice League. Well, that's the end of our show, folks. <laughs> all right. Do we have any other things that we want to touch on or just touch given all the conversations we've had about dildos and whatnot after that conversation about squid 
jizz fingers. I'm not touching anything okay. for a while. <laughs> so in that case, if, if you are tickled by anything that you've heard today or grossed out, whatever, and you want to let us know how you feel, uh, feedback at oralmalpractice.com is the place to do it. And if you have ad ideas, you could share those with us as well. Until next time, uh, I'm Dr. Chris. I'm Dr. Josh. And Dr. Tom. Catch you next time, everybody. Oral malpractice.